0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: I'm Franny Benalli. This is Klaus Lundikvam. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letitia, Sniffs it and he's got it in as well. And Danny Ings has
2: done it again. the
0: Saints go Thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush. And my co-host Ray Hunt at RayHunt84. Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe and give us good vibes. Let's go.
1: Welcome back to another episode of ITN. This is episode 127, Title Mesh. I think we're going with a series of predictable events. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Today we will be discussing the Everton collapse and we'll have Tim on later to preview our home game against Manchester United. But first I want to introduce my partner in crime, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton. Kevin, how are you doing this week? You see you're back in Moscow now. Yeah, back
0: in Moscow and straight in. Uh, I was working even yesterday, so.
1: <laughs> you do know it's the summer holidays, right? Well, yeah,
0: but I mean, I, I guess no rest for the wicked.
1: That is true. Um, did you have a lovely time in Turkey?
0: I did. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, much better than I expected. You know, Turkey's kind of a budget destination for tourists from Moscow. So, yeah, my expectations weren't too high. But, uh, yeah, my expectations were, were definitely surpassed. Unlike sure. yesterday's match. Which I'm sure we'll get to. I want to thank you again for taking
1: the time to to chat to us during your holiday because you had to discuss Saints pre season with me during uh during your time of relaxation. That couldn't have been
0: easy. Uh, no, definitely wasn't. But um, well, yeah, I mean, what, what's done is done. But I, I mean, I'm quite pleased with the the theme we went with uh, last time. Listen, listened back to it just recently, and uh, yeah, some uh, good good podcasting there
1: did you um what did you think of the intro
0: yeah very good i think you, you maybe need to work on your sean uh, luke picard voice go, go a little bit deeper
1: i wasn't trying to go
0: uh <laughs> patrick stewart to be honest
1: i was trying to go ray but hey you know uh-huh. yeah <laughs> captain hunt yeah Exactly. The USS Championship, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. These are the voyages of the championship enterprise. That's the one. It's lo- yeah. Looking increasingly likely with every game.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's only been one game game. It's only been one game. Um, anyway, uh, we're, we're glad to be back. Uh, well, I'm glad to be back to Premier League football anyway, you know, uh, feeling refreshed and already for another year of paralyzing doubt misery and plenty of anger i'm sure you are as well listeners and and you yeah i mean you know it takes a lot
0: for me to get angry about football but um yeah frustration definitely is the key word yes
1: yes indeed um but before we get into that game we have to go through some news so uh let's kick off with itn news then
0: This is ITN, In That Number News.
1: OK, I'll kick off with, well, I suppose this is old news now, but um, Adam Armstrong. Happy with the signing, Kevin? Yes. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's, he's lived up to expectations. I think we were worried with, you know, signing a promising striker from the championship. The question is always, can they repeat that success in the Premier League? And Che Adams, you know, took him so long to score his first goal. Don't have that problem with Adam Armstrong now. No, he's more of a natural goal scorer,
1: isn't he, than Shea. Um, But yeah, last two seasons, he topped Blackburn scoring. He scored 29 in all competitions last year, 17 before that. So we we lose Ings' goals, but, you know, we don't really lose anything. Because if if Armstrong can, you know, bang those in every week, we'll we'll be fine. Are we better off? Probably not. But uh, yeah, I guess that was my question to you, Kev, was like, do you think he's going to transition to the Premier League a lot quicker than Shea? in, In general, not just one game.
0: I mean, yeah, it's difficult to say, isn't it? But um, you do hope that that's the case. But I think, you know, long term, we should be better off. Ings. You know, he's got, you know, one maximum, two seasons, like he's been playing for us, left in him. Whereas Armstrong, you know, he's quite young and uh, he's getting towards the peak of his career. So.
1: Yeah, and another thing, though, it's like when when Shea signed, he was always going to play back up to Ings, wasn't he? But Armstrong needs to take on this role and ride with it. He needs to be the number one. And, you know, it's always going to be, it's, it's a league above his usual standard. So it's going to be a big ask. But I think he'll be fine with it. I think both of them will be will be fine with it.
0: Mm, it's a good partnership.
1: It, it is. It, well, hopefully it will be. Um, and another one, Armando Broja. Not in the starting, well, he wasn't in the, on the bench either yesterday. But um, another young lad from Chelsea. Um, Are you excited for this
0: one? Um, I can't say I know a huge amount about him. Um, I mean, there were rumours before he signed, linking us to him, yeah another youngster from uh, Chelsea's academy. Yeah, I mean, he spent a quite successful season in the Dutch League for Vitesse arnhem 11 goals and 34 appearances. I think that's but pretty decent
1: for his age. That's pretty decent.
0: For his age, yeah. I mean, looking at um, similar figures to Jaden Sancho. Um, but, I mean, obviously, it is. A, a, a lower league and yeah the team is uh, you know they they were definitely punching above their weight in the air division, um getting into Europe but yeah again didn't see him yesterday but uh, you know I think <laughs> Ralph seems to want to just uh, throw players straight in at the deep end and uh, see if they can float so yeah maybe we will see him
1: maybe I think he'll start against Newport. He's a different kind of striker. The bottom line is now, Kev, that we have you know options in different varieties up front and you know a bit of depth now. So it, it's, it looks like he's got a little bit of weight to him as well. So he, he's going to be quite a physical presence. Yeah, and so I mean, it's quite actually. telling. He seems to be
0: quite similar to Boba Femi, uh, who wasn't in the matchday squad despite being quite impressive in pre-season. And yeah. Neither was Shane Long. No. No, he so was, was not. Talking, I don't know what that tells us.
1: Uh, one, one going out. One important player going out was obviously Yannick Vestergaard. He's, he's gone to Leicester. Uh, what
0: of this deal, Mush? Happy? Sad? Um, it is what it is, isn't it? Uh, I we mean, we had that little bet in the off season, didn't we? Uh, who'd be lacing up against Everton yesterday? Um, I seem to think that it was more likely that Ings would be staying than Vestergaard. And you seem to disagree, but as it turns out, neither of them started. <laughs> That's uh, right. Both, yeah. right. So, um I think the fees, you know, quite small compared to uh, the fee for Ings. I mean, we pretty much sold Ings for what we paid for him, and I you know, got three brilliant seasons or so out of him. Um Vestergaard, he only really had that one good season last season. Before that, everyone wanted rid of him. A season or so. And so if you get 15 million for best Card, I think most of Saints fans would be bitten your hand off for it.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I mean, but, but but I mean, it's, it's a similar situation to the Ings one, isn't it? You're going to let him walk next season for free, or, or cash in while you can. And I, what, how old is he? Was he 29? So mm. with a year left on his contract, 15 million quid. I don't think it's the. Um, I don't think it's it's a bad deal. I don't think it's. I think no. like you get. Yeah, you, I think I definitely think you, you you take it and you move on. But like I said. My only concern with it is the fact that we need to get a replacement and basing uh, based on yesterday's performance as well um, it's so easy to score against and I, I think we need some we need some experience definitely in that box someone that can deal with crosses and someone that can just like grab the rest of the players around him and and, and you know just that more leadership role
0: yeah I think even Ralph was said in interviews that uh, he needs to to get an experienced player rather than a, a youngster and which is kind of breaking that Ralph mould that he wants to just get younger players, train them up, and then put them in the first team within a season or two. Uh, I don't think we have that option now. We need to spend the money wisely. Spend a lot of money, I think.
1: I think you're right. I think we need to, yeah, splash the cash now. It's, it's now or never. If you don't, if you don't get that centre back and don't get that back line sorted, then, yeah, it is definitely going to be a difficult. Long and difficult season. Carabao Cup, Kevin. The the second round draw happened in the week, uh, and we got Newport County, another team in Wales. So we played three of them, uh, and not one of them are in our league, or we will have been played for it. Not this season, no. <laughs> <laughs> no God, I don't think we're going to drop that far down, are we? That
0: Does is Wrexham. Rec- yeah, Wrexham. Like,
1: it's the only other team that plays in the, in the English leagues. Yeah, from from. Get them team. in the FA Cup then. Yeah. Could well do, could well do.
0: So, we travel to Newport, uh, the ground. Rodney Parade. (laughs) You blonger, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that'll be at um, quarter to eight on Tuesday the 24th
1: of August. I I, I sense an Only Fools and Horses theme with this one,
0: as in (laughs) Rodney. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, Dave, Yeah, okay. uh, Squad numbers, Kevin. Uh, They've been updated finally. A lot of fans were getting really pissed off with this because they left it quite late. Um, Adam Armstrong takes the number nine, takes Danny's number nine. Um, While he's stuck with number 20 at Aston Villa, that's that's a sad number, isn't it? Um, Gineppo switches from 12 to 19, which is a bit of a weird one because. I don't know why. It must mean something to him. But, I mean, I knew that was coming because in both preseason games that he featured, he was wearing the number 19, and I thought, that's a bit odd. Why is that? But, uh, yeah, I noticed things like that. Uh, Livramento takes 21. Armando Broha takes 18. Elianusi's gone to 24, um, and the rest remain the same.
0: Yeah, it's a bit telling. I mean, got, if you, you, you can look for clues in these kind of things. No number three or number four. Does that mean that we're getting a big... Marquee uh, well, signing. Well, I,
1: I was surprised that Romain Perrault didn't take number three. Yeah. Uh, number four was only just gone, so I'm thinking that he's leaving that for another centre back. I mean, I did even think that Romeo would probably switch to number four because you do see a lot of midfielders that take that shirt, and then we can have a number a big like signing number six, like Font. Mm.
0: But cool. uh, you know. Maybe even Ward Prowse. I mean, when he halves his uh, shirt number, he has twice the season. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good shout, yeah. Uh, and news from Adam Blackmore
1: yesterday, Kev. Yes.
0: Um, sadly, uh, there's an era that's coming to an end, the dream party. Saints and the of, Premier League? <laughs> of Saints and the Premier League. And uh, Adam Blackmore and Dave Merrington. Uh, it's going to end at the end of this season. Yeah, Dave merrington is retiring at the end of the season, so uh, yeah, I'll be tuning in uh, a bit more often this time. <laughs> oh that's yeah. Oh, I thought you meant next year. <laughs> oh, right, no, next year. No, I love it. I love <laughs> Dave merrington He's brilliant.
1: <laughs> oh, I've decided, Kev. I'm officially sending my, my CV into Solent, and I want to be his Cullen commentator. I'm going to do it. Of course, that would mean that. Uh, the podcast might take a bit of a hit. Yeah,
0: yeah, good. Or could do wonders for our publicity. But um, are you going to try and feign a Geordie accent? No,
1: no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not good at feigning accents, and hence my uh, Picard attempt.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is there any yeah.
1: more? Any more news from you, Kevin?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's slightly old news, but um, apparently Obafemi's turned down a move to Blackburn Rovers in the opposite direction to Adam Armstrong because he wants mm-hmm. to buy his trade. For Saints this season, but uh, yeah, his exclusion from the squad maybe suggests to me that Saints are looking to ship him off somewhere, unfortunately. Because I you know, I love the fella. I want to see him do well.
1: Yeah, I think you love him more than I do. I don't think he's um I don't know, I just don't I just haven't seen enough from him I mean he's
0: he's clearly got problems with, with fitness, with attitude, with commitment. I mean, if he can keep that under wraps, um that'd be uh, I, you know, because I, I see so much potential in that when he when he was making his debut for sport that like two three seasons ago now, it yeah, is incredible. His pace and his um his physique, you mm-hmm. know,
1: you look at him and think, right, he's got a Premier League player written all over him. But then he doesn't quite do enough to warrant a start. I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he's been outstanding at all. But you know, he's got one important goal against man united i remember but um other than that he's not really i don't know he's just he's always going to be that bit part player for us i don't think he's ever going to make it and settle into the into the side of regular as regular as he would like so i think a lone move would be good
2: for him yeah possibly
1: i
0: mean to a big-ish club
1: yeah well either or as long as he just gets football because that will help with his fitness for sure you know, being in and out of the team and training as hard as Ralph does, it, it can't be good for him. Yeah, Men- maybe Mentally I'm...
0: or physically. Or physically, yeah, because I mean, with that sort of physique, I mean, it's, it's going to be quite fragile. And um, yeah, he's had you know, a few injuries over the last couple of seasons. Um, a couple of transfer rumours, though. Maybe not. Probably. OK, you can tell me if they're uh, true or false. All right. Um, OK, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain on loan from Liverpool.
1: Never heard of him.
0: <laughs> it's also his birthday today, I might add.
1: So happy birthday. Oxlade. Yeah. Oh
0: happy birthday, Alex.
1: Um, yes, I have heard that, and that's nonsense. It's not going to happen. He he, he actually came off the bench for Liverpool yesterday, didn't he? So I don't think if he's still going to be getting sparks at uh, Liverpool, then there's no way he's going to want to, you know, go back down at this stage in his career.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that.
1: I don't mean down a league, by the way. I meant down a level. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, it's not like he's desperate for
0: for game time. I think mean, his club's quite fond of him. So. I don't see that happening either. Um, okay. Um twenty-eight year old Bordeaux forward Huang Ui Jo from South Korea. Yeah, there's no way you could have made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't. Um but again, that that is a rumour. Okay. Um, and what else have I got? Oh Flavius Danil, Daniluk. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I, that was made up. It really was. <laughs> um, yeah, these are these are real ones. So uh, I mean, bring this aside. Um, who do you think you want to be signing? If we get one player, who's it going to be? Well,
1: we're short in a couple of positions, aren't we? We're short at left back still. Uh, we're short at defensive midfield. I still think we need another body in there. And we are definitely short of a, of a centre back. Mm hmm. I'm okay at right back now. I think we've got enough there with um, with Kai Walker, peters Livramento, and we've we've even got you know Jan Valery that can do a job as a third choice. Center back is the issue for us, I think. Um, so if I was to sign one player, it would be a center back. Um, and if it was two, it would be uh, holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. it was if it was that in one, like Thomas Delaney, then
0: sign me up. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the, the wages though? Um, yeah Thomas state that would be brilliant, and yeah I think Liveramento, i mean he he can fill in that left back, i think uh if push comes to shove.
1: well, yeah, I mean Gineppo can Jack oh, Stevens can and... So fucking can
0: um
2: no but i, don't what I mean is, Ralph, but, seems R- to Ralph thinks to think he can, can.
1: So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't mean yes he can he could do a job I'm just saying that, that he has done it in the past. Yeah. Um okay well I'll go on to uh, Lone Watch. Our Loney's uh, obviously Jake Vokins and Dan and Lindeloo are still injured so they're not being uh, involved uh, for Ross County and Lincoln uh, but Kane Ramsey uh, of Crew he played 19 minutes in Crew's 1-0 victory over Hartlepool in the Carabao Cup first round. Uh, second booking in as many games. <laughs> Uh, And played them lot up the road yesterday and lost 2-0 at Fratton. And uh, Ramsey played all 90 minutes of that one. Uh, And Will Ferry at Crawley. He played the entire 120 minutes, uh, grabbed an assist, took and scored a penalty in their incredible 10-9 penalty loss to Gillingham in round one of the Carabao Cup. So he seems to be settling in nicely there. Um, And yesterday's home game against Harrogate Town was postponed for a rise in COVID cases for Harrogate. We'll start with the Bees then, that their final preseason game at Yeovil Town was cancelled due to a rise in COVID cases. So the last chance preparations could not take place. Um, Their first game is taking place today uh, in a little under an hour at two o'clock at home to Norwich at Staplewood. So good luck to the Bees in their first game. Uh, Women's team also at home today at two o'clock and they open their campaign against MK Dons and we'll bring you all the reports on that next week.
2: This is Klaus Lundgren and you are listening to In That Number.
1: Okay, then, Kevin, we go into yesterday's game at at Goodison Park, Everton, uh, Saturday the 14th a 3-1 loss obviously. Uh, Adam Armstrong debut goal after 22 minutes. Second half collapse again with goals from Richarlison on the 47th, Abdellah Decoray on the 76th and Dominic Calvert-Lewin rounded it off. Uh, perfect second half for Raffer and Co. Uh, same old story Kevin and and you know, but I, I will start off with the with these you know, the the, the starting 11. Uh, So social media was erupting with the stars, like lots of question marks. Um, Then then you go one up and suddenly there's a hush. You lose the game and it's a problem again. So, Kev, thoughts on, you know, fans being fickle first and then your issues with the stars?
0: Well, yeah, predictably, uh, there was I mean, with a selection like that, I mean, I've got my grievances with it. I mean, I still don't have haven't really heard a, an adequate explanation for why he's gone with that choice of lineup, But, yeah, I mean, as soon as we lose the opening fixture, a, a predictable event in itself, the Ralph out hashtags come out and uh, all the Saints fans are just, yeah, pissing themselves over. It, it's not a good game, but it is one game at the beginning of the season. Um, does it show that where we stand around? Either. But, yeah, yeah, we don't win... A, Goodison, don't win the first game of the, of the season. And it's what we expected. We all uh, we, we, Yeah. We went 1 0 up against, you know, a fairly big team and then threw it away. Who would have predicted any of that? Just about everybody. So, yeah, not in crisis mode just yet. Not type in the Ralph out hashtag just yet. But, yeah, is it a good start? Clearly not.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself, Kev. But yeah, you, you know, you, you said that you still haven't had any explanations to the starting eleven, and some of those are, you know, big, big question marks. Liveramento thrown straight in at the deep end for uh, Kai Walker Peters, I guess. Um, Jack Stevens instead of Bednarik, um, no room for Teller, Stewart, and, and Maka between the sticks. All of those, I mean, you, you could have you could have found a reason to start all of those.
0: Yeah, certainly, and I think we were expecting. Teller to start
1: Well I certainly um, was Because I was on an Everton podcast And as you know And and I've done an Everton preview For another one And I've said that the player That we need to be looking at Or well, the player that they need to be looking out for Is Nathan Teller Now I look like an idiot Because he came on with 10 minutes to go And did, did naff all Because he didn't have the time to do anything
0: Yeah I think I mean the, the only selections That I think really justified themselves Were Armstrong and Adams up top Looks like a, a good partnership there Fair enough If there's no room for Teller if you don't want to play him on the wing, fine. Yeah. Uh, Romelu and ward Um, yeah, I mean, they were nursing injuries um, throughout the pre-season and going into this match. So the fact that their fitness was clearly not up is, isn't a huge surprise. Um, I think the surprise is how long it took for Diallo to come on to replace Romeo. I mean, you don't really take ward off, do you, so? No. Yeah. Um, did Diallo offer any improvement? No, but he was just not as tired. Um, Gineppo and Walker on the wings, that I don't really understand. I think, you know, i have got a wealth of options there that we could try out. And again, hugely surprising. Sticking Liveramento at right back when Walker Peters was arguably our best or one of our best players last season. Um, and yeah, that leaves the centre backs of Salisu and Stevens. Now, oh, yeah, vestergaard has gone. So putting Stevens in there because we know he can play out from the back. Yeah, fair enough, but that leaves Salisu to do a lot of work on his own, which he clearly was not capable of doing. No, um, and their first goal shows what he was what
1: he is capable of at, at times
0: spectatorship yeah
1: uh, hmm yeah indeed and I mean the other player that I mentioned there Kev was was Maka but I guess McCarthy and, up really, yeah it? yeah and Forster you, you 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 can't have any qualms of either one I mean they're both as good as is each other and as bad as each other so it's not really going to make much of a difference to the uh to the outcome But, yeah, I mean, Kevin, I'm I'm totally agreeing with you on all those points there, which makes a change, doesn't it, for us, really? Um, (laughs) Talking points of the game, then, we'll we'll go through the goal, the opening goal. Uh, Michael Keane fucking around with it, and Shay steals possession and and pokes it through to Adam Armstrong, who's left with a one-on-one with Pickford. Uh, He's got a lot of time to think about what he wants to do, which isn't necessarily a good thing, by the way. Um, He decides on top corner a lovely way to cap off your debut and he couldn't have placed it in in a better place really, could he?
0: Yeah, absolutely beautiful, and yeah Shea doing what Shea does best, and um, yeah, pressing the defence winning the ball, and just a quick little nick into the space that um, Armstrong runs into, yeah, what a finish as well. Yeah, he could have rolled it underneath, couldn't he? He could have put
1: it in the bottom corners, and but the way that, that Pickford came out, like a starfish, it was like, you could go underneath. Oh, well, and no, there you, there's just my just, opening. <laughs> and then he's just bang, he banged it in the top corner. And, and yeah, the confidence, just oozing it.
0: Yeah. And for the rest of that first half, I mean, I, I didn't really see that goal coming. It was definitely an opportunist uh, goal that we, we took. Well, yeah. we had a few chances in that first half, but um, we just controlled it quite well. We didn't have a huge amount of possession in that first half. But um, Everton, I mean, they were leaving huge spaces in the midfield for us to do what we wanted with. And we just looked in control and I was, I was definitely surprised. I mean, I think it's, it's going to be tight if you can get to, I think I said in the chat at half time, if we can get to that half time um, ahead, at Goodison and the crowd are against them start booing then, yeah, we're definitely in control and we could take something from this. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened.
1: Halftime whistle blows and and, and the fans are booing. Um, f- From halftime, Kev, it, you know, as the title suggests, we became too easy to play against. You know, it's almost as if every halftime team talk from the opposing side, they figured out what we're trying to do or, you know, what we're not doing. Um, Ralph can't or doesn't know how to deal with things like that, I don't think. Because we get stuck in second gear while Everton move into fifth and you, you can't carry on thinking a manager as good as Rafa won't roll the dice and have a plan in place to go for the win. Because uh, but what's Ralph doing at halftime? What are they? What, what's he saying to them? Is he saying, look, you know, just keep the ball, sit back, allow them to. Attack. I don't know. I have no idea what the game plan was at halftime. I'd love to know.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he does such in these half time team talks, but um, yeah, if there was a plan, it didn't work. But there's because, certainly, certainly a plan for Rafa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they closed that gap in the midfield and Alan Decore, I mean, they just, yeah, outplayed um, Romeo and Wolf Prowse, who, was, yeah, clearly just started to give up almost straight away. I think Romeo he was... Um, Getting on uh, Richarlison's here was quite well in the first half. Um, he's yeah, putting himself about quite a bit and causing trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was clear straight away that Everton wanted to cause some damage. And what, what was it, just two, three minutes before they scored?
1: Yeah, yeah, for, 47th minute. And But one thing that Rafa did do, he, so he moved Richarlison more central. And um, Demire Gray moved out to the left, and that seemed to work. Um, they were doing things to, to to win the game, whereas we weren't. And he, like you said, Richarlison, two minutes, too easy. Um, Salisu, comical defending. He's just let it drop over his head, ball watching. He just pretended that Richarlison was invisible, I think.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know that he wasn't going to get it. I, I don't really know what was going through. So, I mean, it's a poor clearance from, from Adams to um, have it sent straight back in. But yeah, I mean, Salisu looks incredibly dopey. <laughs> That's a good word for him. Yeah. Um, and
1: then Decore, can you really blame anyone for this, apart from that we were sitting off of him a bit? And yeah, I, let's. it was a great strike from him. But, you know, Ward Prowse was on him. Is he short of match fitness? You know, would a, a fitter James Ward-Prowse have closed him down or got to the ball a bit quicker?
0: Yeah, I mean, you like to think so. I mean, the Prowse was, you know, a shadow of his great self. Um, all the corners that he took were... Oh, they were terrible, weren't they? Crap, yeah. And there was yeah, a free kick in there. But I, you know, by the time he took that, I thought, well, this isn't going anywhere, is it? And it wasn't.
1: No. And um, the third one... Calvert Lewin, 81st minute, low diving header after a no look cross from Richarlison. And, and Jack Stevens. I don't know. He's just not a Premier League defender, is he? It was just so easy.
0: Yeah, uh, well, this is why he's got that moniker, Jack Fucking Stevens. Although, yeah, I think uh, Mac has got to do better with his positioning on, on, on sure, that one. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's just right next to him. I mean, how he, how he can't control that and. Yeah, I mean for the um, the first goal as well, uh, and not justifying his selection. I think I don't know. I mean, you want to really have Forster in there now, but that means you're going to end up rotating the keepers like we did last season, and you, you can't win, can you, if you're Ralph? No, that's true.
1: That's true with the with the keeper situation. That that is very true. And you know, hearing the, what the fan the, the the fan forum on uh, BBC Radio Ceylon last week. Um, someone phoned in and said about are we actually actively looking for a new goalkeeper and he said no we're happy with who we've got they've both got contracts here um, so that's never a doubt for them They're they're, they're happy with the keeping situation oh really <laughs> <You should laughs> ask him again <laughs> yeah maybe we should ask him again now um, I, I, spoke to, I spoke about Rafa earlier saying that he's got a game plan um, there was another one that I think Match of the Day picked up on this as well that, that the crosses that they put into the box and I mean, we don't like dealing with it, do we? I mean, how many goals did we concede last season from set pieces? And whenever there's a corner, it's just like you can you can sense something whenever. And now we haven't got the height of Vestergaard, uh, and a player as good in the air as Calvert-Lewin. It's a no-brainer. You know, their strengths against our weaknesses. And they've had 26 crosses in total, and 17 that found key areas. Uh, and they averaged 12 last season. So Rafa knows. I mean, we've got to stop that supply, but it wasn't done. Just, they just... They just gambled on everything, putting the ball in the
0: box. I'm imagining mm. that most of those were in the second half as well. They were. How did you know that, uh, Kevin? Um, <laughs> from watching yesterday's match. Um, I mean, you like to think that you can predict something like that happening and try and prevent it. Well, we um, can. <laughs> we can try. I mean, you know, looking at those options on the bench, who can you bring on to? Defeat that aerial threat.
1: There's not, there's no one, is there?
0: I mean, you could, I mean, you could go for a, a, a third set the back, bring on Bednarek, and um, he doesn't like doing that. He doesn't like playing the free at the back, does he? No, but he has experimented with it. But I mean, you, if you, you're closing games out for you know the last half hour or so. Hold on to that one-all draw. Of what's left of it?
1: It can't do that. We've got a history of not being able to do that.
0: Or not even bringing on subs. I mean, he didn't bring on <laughs> subs until we were already two-one down. Well, that's a novelty, that is,
1: isn't it? It's predictable. Very, very predictable. A whole series of predictable events there. Um, and yeah, three-one. That was it. You know, a sixth consecutive away defeat. That's eleventh defeat in twelve on the road now. I, I, Kevin, I, w- I want to put this down to a bit of rust. Uh, <laughs> It's not as if it hasn't happened before, isn't it? You know, nothing has changed. We still can't see out the matches. We still can't shift up gears. We fail to create any danger all the time. This is the reason why I tipped us to get relegated, and because we can't, we just can't create enough. We led in possession. Everton had more than double the amount of shots that we did, and it's a problem when you see enough of the ball to make to make things happen. But we just don't. We just can't cut through. We sit back. We allow pressure. This is the time for fresh legs, right? Don't make your subs too late, and then we can't defend well enough at, at this level anyway. So, and it's not going to get any any easier because I don't know if you know this, Kev. Uh, Pogba and Bruno are here next week. They had a mm-hmm. bit of, bit of a game first. Did um, they? <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, yeah. Um, I've got a quote a quote from Ralph on those substitutions. He said, uh, I thought about making changes 10 minutes after half-time at 1-1, but the team then showed they were back in the game. Did they? Then Decore scores from outside the box, which was, a dis- which was disappointing for us. I don't know if there was a chance to, to save it. So those substitutions for you, Kevin. Diallo on the 79th minute, Teller on the 80th, and Redmond on the 83rd, all coming on with little over 10 minutes to make an impact. And, and, you know, all changed
0: tactics. I mean, that sounds incredibly defeatist, doesn't it? Um, it yeah, does, he, yeah. he, I mean, I, I understand. This is a Ralph thing, isn't it? That um, if things are going well on the pitch, he won't make any changes. And we do tend to have a spell in the middle of the second half where we're looking all right. I, I suppose that was true yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, within the last 15, 20 minutes or so, I mean, we were looking like it could have gone, you know, 4-5-1 or five, one easily. You,
1: you say that though, Kev. You say that there's a, there's a spell in the second half where we looked all right. But was there ever a point that you thought we were going to get another goal?
0: I mean, it would have taken some kind of very lucky confluence of events. You know, Richarlison falling over and getting a second book in or something. I don't know. Anything can happen, I suppose. But if you don't bring in fresh legs to mix things up uh you're not gonna change anything really. I mean I'm I'm so surprised that um with I mean Perot he wasn't fantastic Livermento in the first half was unbelievable. I mean mm. we were thinking that like wow look at the player we got on our hands here. Um yeah second half nothing really to rave about. But why is Armstrong on the bench? Did do you have an explanation for that?
1: No. I just I, do, do you know what I think it is? I think the fact that Ralph didn't want to use Perot for ninety minutes. So he put Gineppo in the starting lineup so he can switch things up and put him at left back. That is the only thing I can think of that why he chose Gineppo over over um
0: Stewart. That's mental, because Chi Gineppo our only was doing his it's him and Redmond, isn't it? That they must have some sort of skill school that they go to where they run half the length of the pitch, um, outsmart each of the defenders with quick footwork, run it to the line and then stick it in the side netting. <laughs> and he did that several times yesterday. And it was just frustrating he needed to, to go off. I mean, yeah, i bring on Redmond even, yeah, see if he's doing the same thing. Armstrong, um, yeah, I think that's criminal that Armstrong didn't play a minute of, of that match. And doubly confusing. Uh, Walker-Peters over Livramento, don't understand that. But if you're doing that, why do you have Valerie and Walker-Peters on the bench? You're not going to play by are you?
1: And again, unless he decided that if things were going well, that he could move Liveramento up as as a attacking mid- midfielder.
0: Or maybe he views Valerie more as a winger. But I mean, I, I think, you know, we are doubled up in that position, even with such a big bench. The only real out-and-out attacking option is Teller. I mean, where where are the Longs, Oberfemi's, Brogers? Mm,
1: might have been a bit too early
0: for Bro- Broha. But, but yeah, I'm with you there. Nathan Teller, the only...
1: Really attacking threat. Well, you could say you could argue that Redmond maybe. Yeah, it's a very, very confusing bench, isn't it? When you think of that, Valerie, Bednarek, Walker-Peters, very defensive. I suppose, you know, Elianusi was on the bench as well. So another wide player. Um, But I desperately don't want to make this seem like I'm panicking on game one. But unfortunately, you know, it's not a surprise. It happens too frequently. Um, we all called it though. I mean, even at half time, you sent a message to, to our Discord group saying that you were scared going in at one nil up at half time. It shouldn't be like this, and you were right.
0: hmm Because yeah, we, we know how these things work out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we've been here, we've been here before, and um, there's a lot of panic already as well. Like you said about the, the, you know the Ralph hashtags, uh, a lot of people suggesting that he needs to go. Where do you stand with this, and how how much of the blame needs to be placed on the players over? Ralph. I mean, because Ralph's got a lot to answer for, sure, with team selection and tactics. But at some point, you need to point the finger at the, these group of players and say that they are not doing their job properly. Um,
0: I, you know, I don't think it's for want of lack of effort. I think just the the competence isn't quite there with Salisa and Stevens as your setup back purring, That that is a problem.
1: It's bizarre, isn't it? It's so bizarre because Bednarik's been a favourite of his, barely yeah. misses a game, and. All of a sudden, he's just like, right. You're on the bench today. We're gonna, we're gonna try this. We both have got mistakes in them, Stevens and and, and
0: Just as confused as I uh, was before the match.
1: That's right. Um, I'm, I'm gonna focus on, well, Adam Armstrong. Some good points and uh, Tino Liveramento. Uh, as we mentioned, lovely goal, l- lovely finish from from Adam. Uh, and you brought it up uh, briefly about Tino looking. Looking great, looking confident as well, you know, lovely feet. But yeah, that if you are going to take some positives from this opening game, you've got to look at those two um, Adam Armstrong and, and Tino Livramento.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was. Getting forward um, really quickly. He's fast, he's pacey, great footwork and some fantastic crosses into the box. Couldn't keep that up for 90 minutes.
1: No, he's not. He's not going to, is he? He's young and it's his first Premier League game. So, yeah, he's had that. He's got it out of the way now. Bring in Kyle Walker-Peters and then you can use him as a backup. It's too much too soon, I think. I, I would agree with that, yeah. Some stats, Kev. The, the, the one that pisses me off more than anything is that we had more touches, more passes, more possession. And we had six shots to their 14. And that's, that's a big problem. You know, no creativity. Go and sign a playmaker. You know, it's not bloody centre-back. I said, go and, go and sign a player that can make things happen. Giannepo wants too much time on the ball. The rest will put shifts in, in terms of, like, grass covered. But do we need someone like an Ismail Assar of Watford? Did you see him yesterday? You know, give him the ball and then just watch out. We haven't got that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, we've got, I mean, all of the players that we have got, in, uh, Armstrong aside, in those um, winger positions, are incredibly frustrating. Very new Walker, Redmond.
1: Yeah. Uh, man of the match, Kevin?
0: Oh, Christ. You know, I didn't even think about this. I'm going to give it to Adam Armstrong for scoring his debut. And I think you can't put the blame at him or Adams for not scoring enough goals that just you know wasn't enough service to them and a, a couple of times towards the end was yeah doing this thing sticking it inside that thing. Adam's just absolutely fuming it's like look you know I was in space right on the penalty spot why can't you put it there
1: I'm going to go with Adam Armstrong too because you know debut big boots to fill let's face it he was looking sharp great goal he had a another volley that was saved by Pickford um And at one point, he had everybody shouting, Danny who? So (laughs) I think that warrants it. I mean, how happy were we all in the Discord at halftime? Everything was right with the world again, and that was because of him. He got me feeling great, if albeit 20 minutes or so. But for that, it warrants a man of the match. And like you said, there was nothing that he did that was wrong yesterday. You can't point a finger at him, Shea. Liveramento was great saw flashes of it but like you said he was a bit done in towards the end but yeah adam armstrong for me a solid seven out of ten
0: yeah yeah i okay.
1: think that's fine
0: that dean hammond here thank you for tuning in to in that number
1: okay we'd like to welcome in tim Bizance or what did you just call him kev i'm gonna
2: t-bizzle t-bizzle okay t-bizzle how are you things are going well uh, got to see some friends that. <clears throat> excuse me. Got to see some friends that I haven't seen in a while uh, this past weekend, or at least yesterday, and it was enjoyable. So overall, life's pretty good right now. Apart from the football. Oh yeah, I'm just completely di- disrespecting and completely keeping that out of my mind. <laughs> That's good. I'd like that. We should do that more often. Um, you are
1: here because we have a big game next week, and I don't know if you know this, but Man United. Uh, play pretty pretty well against Leeds on Saturday lunchtime, winning five one. Uh, Their rivals as well. Uh, Bruno Fernandez hat trick. Uh, Paul Pogba grabbing four assists. Four assists. Please tell us it's not going to get. Well, we're not going to get another roasting.
2: Well, I'll tell you that. That doesn't mean I believe it though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, just so you know it's man united next sunday the 22nd of august at 2 p.m kickoff and this will be available on sky sports too so t bizzle take it away
2: <laughs> All right. Manchester United coming back into town uh, for the first time right off their 5-1 win against Leeds. Well, they just completely shellacked them. Uh, they went up 1-0. Uh, Ailing took one back from them, and then they just completely went, went at it. Uh, Paul Pogba played out of his mind. Bruno Fernandez got, scored a hat-trick and Mason Greenwood, and even Fred, of all people, scored. So you know you obviously got shellacked when when Fred scores against you or even gets anywhere near goal. So uh, nonetheless... Well, last year they finished second. Ale. His uh he's got some a few new acquisitions. Uh before the game yesterday they announced Rafael Baran. Uh he didn't play against Leeds, obviously. He showed up in a nice beautiful suit. Uh I need to find out where he got that from, but it was probably way more than, probably the cost of my house is what it is what it is what it was. Um but Jaden Sancho made his debut yesterday in the last twenty-five minutes or so. And the other any other notable acquisition they had was Tom Heaton is now their third keeper behind um Henderson who is out for COVID and De Gea. And the only real notable departure is Sergio Romero left out of free uh over this past year. So against uh against Leeds, they they did use a 4-2-3-1 uh with De Gea and goal, uh, w- Juan Wan Basaka, uh Lindelof and Shaw in the back. They went with Fred and McTominay, they went P- Pogba, Bruno and Daniel James, along with Mason Greenwood up top. So against them, they was absolutely were able to breach through the lines of the 4141 that Leeds has. So seeing that, uh, it was crazy to see that they just completely got sat down, although last year this exact feature was 6-2 to two as well. So maybe it's not necessarily going to be uh, a true factor, just the fact that uh, United is going to be able to get through what Leeds, is, what Leeds has done, um, but overall we're in for a we're in for a hell of a game. So looking at their lineups, what we're looking at and expecting to have is that De- Henderson is still out with COVID, so unfortunately he won't be anywhere near the team. Uh, we'll be looking at De Gea, uh, Juan Basaka, Varane was going to make his debut, which is wonderful. So we're going to see the pairing <laughs> of Maguire and Varane. Um, you know, a little uh, little Spitfire, Adam Armstrong, can hopefully just you know zoom around him. If if uh, if Messi was able to do that all those years, he's Armstrong's about the same size, so hopefully he can just kind of like zoom it around. And I don't think I'll ever try and compare Adam Armstrong to Messi ever again.
1: Yeah, please don't do that again. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just and giving that, us false hope.
2: Yeah. And uh, Sean and Shaw in the back line. We're probably going to see a little bit more of an advanced lineup. Uh, maybe. Eh, no, we're probably going to see about the same uh, looking at that. McTominay in the back was is a is a good is, is good. Um, and then we'll probably see Fred again. I'll see Pogo Fernandez, and I think Sancho will come in for the start, along with Cavani, who's been out for a while. So we're going we're gonna to keep it steady and think that Greenwood will, will once again uh, get the start up there. Um, so the key battle is going to be, though, now uh, Var- uh, in his new in his new game. Or in his in his new team. So, seeing how we're going to be able to go and get go through them, it's going to be really tough. They're two complete world class level center backs, on top of their, the majority of the rest of their team as well. And so, what are we, you know what are we looking to expect? Well, uh, our formation is pretty much going to be the same. Uh, I expect us to be back there with uh, McCarthy again. I think. We're looking at – I'm going to go with a switch. I think Benarek's going to come in for Stevens and – because he was out. For, I'm just going to say that the the guys who were out for the Euros were predominantly out for the Euros themselves. And then uh, you're, you'll look at Salisu on the left. On the right, this is tricky because Livermento came in and I didn't expect him at all. And I want KWP and Livermento to be in the same lineup, but – I don't think KWP is going to get in. I think eventually what's going to happen is, is Livermento is going to overtake Perot and he'll switch to the left while KWP is on the right. But for the time being, Tino will probably start on the right. Uh, you'll look at Romeo and JWP alongside uh, Stuart Armstrong, and uh, we'll go with Tella, and then the Armstrong and Adams up top.
1: Okay, perfect. Right. Uh, predictions then, Kevin. Uh, do you want to start us off?
2: Yeah,
0: okay. Well, I, I really need some changes. To I think, you know, we need to see three or four changes from uh, the team that faced Uh Hopefully, we won't embarrass ourselves too much if that goes ahead. That being said, I think that it's just going to be another chapter in the disaster beginning to our season. So I'm going to predict uh 4-1 home loss. <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny you should say that, Kev, (laughs) because I've got a score written down here and it isn't too far off of yours. I am going to go uh, a 4-0 Man United. I don't think we're going to score at all. I don't think we're going to come close to it. I mean, we only got that one sniff, didn't we, against Everton? And this is Everton. And you're playing an in-form team like Man United and with Bruno Fernandes' timing with Pogba at the moment. I think they are going to run rings around this defence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah I just don't think we're going to come close to scoring at all. So I'm going to take a 4-0 Man United win, unfortunately. Uh, Tim, does it get any better for you?
2: Uh, Only slightly in the fact that I don't think they'll score four. I think they'll score three. I think it'll be 3-0. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: What's Alex going with?
1: He's going at
0: 3-1. Saints. Yeah, of course.
1: No, 3 1 United is, is Alex's, Alex's prediction.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I hope none of us score points
1: uh, next time then. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, and Wife Wars, Gemma. <laughs> Guess what Gemma's going for, Kev? Um, 4 0. No, she's going for 0 0. What? Yeah, she's going 0 0. She's going her favourite. That's interesting
0: because I was going to say that um, Marina's prediction is um, borderline, borderline diagnosable. Um, one all draw. Oh, wow! The wives are going to be lagging behind. I feel.
1: And um, what about Abby?
2: Uh, Two zero United.
1: Oh, it's not as bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, and Caitlin is going for a three nil. Man
0: United. Yeah, I've written them all down. I can uh, give you an update later if you need it.
1: Uh, Tim, that is about it for this week. Uh, Thank you again for your Manchester United insight, although I didn't really enjoy it. (laughs) But yeah, and next week, well, you have two games to preview because we Mm -hmm. have New... No, we don't. Yes, we do. We have uh, Newport County in the Cup and then we have Newcastle United at St. James's Park. Another place where we uh, don't score points. So, yeah, this should be a very, very interesting August. But, uh, yeah, uh, until next week. Cool. Right. I'll speak to you later, Tim.
2: All
1: right.
2: Bye now.
0: Bye. Hi, I'm Matt Letitia. And thank you for listening to In That Number.
1: Okay. Extra time. We kick off, as always, with predictions uh, and the Everton game. So, I went 2-0 Everton. You went 2-1 Everton. Tim went 2-1 Everton. Alex went 1-1, one, one. so we all score two points apart from Alex, so me two, you two, Tim two, Alex
0: naught. Can uh, I just say, all yeah. of us were right at some point in the match, except for you. All right. <laughs>
1: But right. I'm, I'm, I'm winning, so. Yeah. We're all winning. <laughs> no, Alex isn't. All right. Um, Why fours, Kevin? Yes, okay. Um,
0: so um, Marina went for a 2 1 Saints win, so she scores nothing. Uh, Gemma went for a 3 0 Everson win, so she only gets two points, so she was the closest. Um, Abby went for a 1 1 draw, so scores nothing. And Caitlin went for a 1 0 Everson win, so also scores two. So that means that Caitlin and Gemma are tied at the top in two. Okay, excellent. Uh, Super Six. You can still
1: join the Super Six league, by the way. The code is YZLCA. SM. You can find that on our Twitter, or on our Instagram, or just ask us and we'll let you in because the points will be rolled over. Uh, round one was won by Bradley Lloyd with 16 points. Uh, round two was won by Tom Hennigan with 13 points. Um, and overall, that leaves Bradley Lloyd on 24, who takes the early lead. Fantasy football is back, Kevin. Our league code is Y65WV5. Again, join the league. Uh, your points will be rolled over. So don't worry. And also, you know, if, if you need to find out our code or you, you can join it anytime.
0: time. Just it's buy- as simple as just uh, clicking the link in the show notes or, or on or our that. Twitter profile. Or that's Yeah. Or just ask us if you don't know. Um, but yeah, fantasy football. Kev, how is how, everything going? I'm quite impressed with my 64 point haul, but that's only enough to put me mid table in our big in that number league. Yeah, that's that's, surprising. that's pretty cack,
1: isn't it? I mean, I, I did all right, I thought. I picked Bruno Fernandes, but didn't captain him. That was stupid. Um, I captained Salah instead.
0: Yeah, which worked out fine. It did work out fine. He scored. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how you can manage to wedge uh, Salah and Bruno Fernandes into the same team. Yeah, it was, so it a lot was of good. a But yeah, out of the podcasters, um, Matt Markstein... Straight in at the top, he captains Salah and uh, has Fernandez in there as well. And Mason Greenwood. Uh, so, yeah, that's looking like a tough, tough team to beat. Uh, provisionally, top of our league with 98 points so far is Alex Burton. Heavy metal football.
1: Kevin, do we have a Russian phrase this week? The
0: <laughs> Russian <laughs> phrase is just one word. Predskazujama.
1: Predskazujama. Mm-hmm.
0: Predskazujama. predictable or predictably
1: predictable indeed indeed it was right okay um just before we go i just want to uh just want to say a massive thank you to all the supporters that we've had this week um on buy me a coffee uh we we do have some fantastic listeners out there so it's so generous and if you would like to buy us a pint please visit our buy me a coffee page uh, and donate whatever you can or whatever you feel we're worth Uh, And also, you you know, you can send us an email, a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want. And and we'll get back to you. You can also come and join us on the discord too. everybody is welcome. Uh, We're developing a community in there, really. And and we love all new members to chat. Saints, you know, football, anything you want. If you just want to talk, we're all friendly in there. So if you just want someone to talk to, then we'll be up for it. Open to all. Just message us and we'll add you. Um, But yeah, buy buy me a pint, Kev
0: yeah buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number and we do have things in the pipeline
1: yes and uh, like I said if you want to join the discord let us know it's definitely worth a chat uh, next week we will discuss uh, the Man United game and preview from Tim uh, about our ill-fated t- trip to uh, St. James's Park and uh, Rodney Parade so yeah uh, until then up the Saints
0: that was
2: up the Saints up oh, the Saints. up at Southampton.
0: Podcast Network.